Hey, everybody. I hope you guys are having an absolutely fantastic day. Here we are stepping into day number nine in this fantastic challenge, 21 days of prayer and fasting. What are we looking at here today? We're talking, obviously, about our community. So what are we praying for in our church and in our community? We're praying for a new awareness. You know, I just recently had a conversation with a great friend talking about all that God has been doing on the corner of Ashland Road and Pouncey Track and the lives that have been changed the relationships that have been restored, the compassion that has grown. And it's been amazing to watch him do that. And he said, in hesitation, he said, I oftentimes wonder if I'm going to mess things up in my life and in the lives of those who are around me. And we just paused in that thought for just a moment. We, we just kind of marinated there for a second because we're wondering, God, we see the beauty of all of this. We see the blessings you poured out upon us. And we recognize that they're all coming from you that it's not done by us. We just want to be obedient to you. So we, we took a few minutes to actually just stop and pray, God, help us not get in the way. I don't want to get in the way. Lord, if there's sin that is in my life that, I, that, that needs to be repented of, that I'm not aware of, God, please make me aware of it so that I can repent of that, so that I can turn from it, so that I can be obedient to you. Because when we talk about loving God, true, true love of God is always going to result in obedience to God. And so where do we find ourselves here today? We're looking at the book of Nehemiah. This is our scripture passage today to talk about lamenting, to talk about rebuilding. Now, what does the word lament mean? The word lament means to mourn. What is it we mourn? Do we mourn our own sin? Do we mourn our transgressions? Do we mourn the things that hurt God? And we have to stop there and, and really begin to examine our own lives. Do we truly mourn that? Do we truly lament that? Because that's what Nehemiah was talking about here. When you look at Nehemiah chapter 1, and if you've ever had a chance to read the book of Nehemiah, I would encourage you to do so. This was actually the first book that I did a Bible study on as a pastor. And I remember it literally took us about two years to get through this Bible study. It was a Sunday morning Bible study. And it took us two years to get through it because we're talking about the faithfulness of God and we're talking about the work that needs to be done and continuing to share the gospel. What Nehemiah is doing is rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem. And he has to go before the king. And this is where we find ourselves here in Nehemiah chapter 1. When I heard these things, I sat down abruptly crying and mourning for several days. I continued fasting and praying before the God of heaven. Then I said, please, O Lord God of heaven, great and awesome God, who keeps his loving covenant with those who love him and obey his commandments, May your ear be attentive and your eyes be open to hear the prayer of your servant that I'm praying to you today throughout both day and night on behalf of your servants, the Israelites. I'm confessing the sins of the Israelites that we've committed against you. Both I myself and my family have sinned. We have behaved corruptly against you, not obeying the commandments, the statutes, and the judgments that you commanded your servant Moses. Please recall the word you commanded your servant Moses. If you act unfaithfully, I will scatter you among the nations. But if you repent and obey my commands and do them, then even if your dispersed people are in the most remote location, I will gather them from there and bring them to the place I have chosen for my name to reside. They are your servants and your people whom you have redeemed by your mighty strength and by your powerful hand. Please, Lord, listen attentively to the prayer of your servant and to the prayer of your servants who take pleasure in showing respect to your name. Grant your servant success today and show compassion to me in the presence of this man. Now, I was cupbearer for the king. When you stop it and really embrace the magnitude of what's going on here, you truly see the hand of God working in the heart of a man who just simply wants to be obedient to him. 
Where do we find ourselves here today truly longing to be obedient to God? That's where we need to be because that's where we find great joy. That's where we find great peace. That's where we're only going to find purpose. So today, let's not be distracted by everything else. Let's not be overcome by doubt and fear. Let us embrace the reality, the truth, that we serve a God who longs to work in and through us. Pray today that your heart would be broken through God's word for the plight of our community. Let's look around and see where can we connect with people? Where can we meet with people? Where can we share the love of Jesus with people? Let's allow this new awareness to move in so that we would lament, that we would mourn, that the Lord would give us a language for what to discern God wants us to do. What do you want us to do, Lord? What do you want us to do? Show us what you want us to do. In 2023, what do you want us to do? What do you want me to do? What do you want us as a church body to do? And give us the courage to follow through. If it's to continue this education, and I told you, I'm praying for this. I'm praying that we would have 200 people come to know Jesus this year. I'm praying for 1,500 people to come through these doors to be, uh, not just come through these doors, but to be actively engaged in ministry this year. I'm praying for the schools to expand. I'm praying for the preschool to grow to be above 60 students. I'm praying for the elementary school through fifth grade that we're going to expand to this year for every one of those classrooms to be filled. I'm praying for volunteers to step up. I'm praying for teachers to step in. I'm praying, Lord, that we would be faithful to you. I'm praying for uh, creativity and how we utilize the space that you've given to us because it's such a tremendous blessing. God, what an opportunity. But I'm also praying, too, Lord, that we would build I'm praying that we would build education space to expand Sunday school classrooms, to expand the preschool, to expand the co-op. God, because to me, that just makes sense in a world that wants to turn in opposition to you. Those are the things I'm praying about. Folks, I would ask you to join me in praying about those things because it's all about Jesus. It has to be all about him, and we need to teach our children very early. C.S. Lewis said, look, you've got to understand something about children. When we're, when we're looking at our children, when we're talking about our children, and, and really grasp what's taking place here. Because the devil is trying to manipulate. The devil is trying to wreak havoc. The devil is trying to, to grab control of the lives of our children. And we have to be willing to step out in faith and trust. And it was so amazing the other day as I was reading and as I was studying one thing that stood out, and again, I told you I love reading anything by C.S. Lewis because there's such depth and such insight into, into who he is and how he thinks and his relationship with the Lord. But he said something that I, I posted something, posted. he wrote something that was posted that I thought was so telling and so deep and such a tremendous reminder. And we've talked about this often when we examine our children and the need to teach our children and share with our children the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is, this is what he said. Because, and again, grab a hold of this because I think it's so absolutely important for us to build upon. He said, children are not a distraction from more important work. They are the most important work. They're not a distraction. Children are a gift and a blessing. The Bible talks about that. And we have a responsibility to share the gospel with them, to teach them. Because if we don't teach them to love God, the world's going to teach them to not love God. So let us take that responsibility seriously today and let's come to the Lord praying about how he can utilize us and then actively, actually doing something. Pray for us, the church body, to have a mind to work, to get involved in building, building the kingdom, building Christian education, building discipleship opportunities, building small groups, building. 
because it's all about Jesus. And we were given the command to go and make disciples, baptizing, teaching, sharing, so that they know who Jesus is. Pray with me. Father, we come to you and thank you for your grace and goodness. We thank you for your love and mercy, for the hope we have in you and the salvation that comes through Jesus alone. Today, Father, we pray that you would open our hearts, that you would break our hearts for what breaks yours, that we would care about what you care about, that we would have a mind to share the gospel everywhere that we go. Help us to see what that looks like in 2023. Lord, help us to be aware. Help us to mourn where we have failed, to mourn the sin that has consumed us. Lord, to mourn what has caused pain to you. And, help, and Lord, we just repent of that. Please forgive us of that. Father, we pray that as a body of believers, as a church, Lord, which you established because it's your church, that we would have a mind to work, that we would get involved in building, building your kingdom, building Christian education, building discipleship, building... Lord, everything that revolves around you. Because a church shouldn't just be a place where people go. It's not a building. It's a people. It should be a way of life. And we should incorporate you in everything that we do. What, I mean, literally, Lord, help us to grasp this, that our lives should revolve around you. Our lives should revolve around you. Guide us today. Lead us today, Lord Jesus. Fill us today with your spirit. And may all that we do be pleasing to you. We love you. We thank you, we praise you, and it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. I appreciate it, everybody. Thank you guys so much for taking time to pray. I know this has been a wonderful challenge. I know you've embraced the opportunities and the stories that you've been sharing are truly, truly magnificent because there is an, there is an openness. Some of you have said for the very first time you've been willing to step into something like this, to embrace the opportunity to fast and to pray, and you've seen God work. We're here day number nine. Let's continue. We only have a couple more days to go till we get to day number 21. And I'm truly excited to see, to hear what God has been doing. Know that I'm praying for you every single day. Know that you're loved and know that God is working in ways that you can't possibly begin to understand. Let's continue this as we continue this journey, 21 days of prayer and fasting. I look forward to being back here with you again tomorrow as we step into another day. Have an absolutely fantastic day today. Bye.